Yes, Michelle Camillo bringing us into yet another hotbox. This is hotbox number 13, and as many will be aware, 2017 isn't just the centenary of the first jazz recording. It's also the centenary of many great jazz artists of the past. So this time around, as well as beginning to explore the jazz pianists filed under the letter D, we'll also celebrate a couple of those centenaries. So to get us underway, we'll head for the new four-CD album issued by Verve, simply called Ella 100, 100 Songs for the Centennial. She recorded this one when she was just 19. Sing me a swing song and let me dance. Ella was born in uh, 1917 on April the 25th. I'm afraid we've just missed her birthday. She was born in Newport News, Virginia. She had a pretty awful childhood. Um, famously, she entered a talent contest eventually when she was just a teenager as a dancer. She entered as a dancer, but uh, on the night in the New York's Apollo, she was too shy to dance and she was also intimidated by a previous act that had been so good that she decided to sing. And she was awarded the prize, although I believe half the prize was never 
never given to her because she looked so dishevelled. But she was, of course, to become the First Lady of Song. She was taken up by the Chick Webb Orchestra eventually, uh, very quickly actually, and then sold over 40 million albums along the way. She died just 11 years ago. Full title of that song we just heard, a Sing Me a Swing Song and Let Me Dance. Hoagie Carmichael wrote it, and of course the band was the wonderful Chick Webb and his orchestra. Thank you. 
First of our pianists filed under the letter D, Aaron Deal, who came to prominence as the accompanist and musical director of Cecile McLaurin Salvant, a young lady who has certainly followed in the footsteps of Ella Fitzgerald. Um, Deal has now established himself as a real force in jazz. That was from his new album, Space Time Continuum, and I chose that particular piece because it featured the splendid sound of Joe Temperley's baritone saxophone. An absolutely spine-tingling sound, I think you'll agree. Joe was from Edinburgh in Scotland. He replaced Harry Carney at one point in Duke Ellington's orchestra, but prior to that he'd played with Humphrey Littleton around the UK, and then he toured for a couple of years with Woody Herman, and eventually he took up the baritone chair in the newly formed Jazz at Lincoln Centre Orchestra with Wynton Marsalis, and with which uh, he remained pretty much right up to his death last year, in May in fact, at the grand old age of 86. The piece we just heard, by the way, was titled by Aaron Deal, The Steadfast Titan. Pretty good description of Joe Templey, I think.
D Blues, written by Jim Doherty. We certainly can't let the letter D slide by without celebrating Sandy Mount's own Jim Doherty. I heard him play just a few weeks ago, in fact, in J.J. Smith's in tremendous form. But that was from his infamous album, Spawn Dance. I think we've uh, we've heard that one before. It's backed by popular request. Uh, with Louis Stewart on guitar, Bob Shepard on the alto, Bobby Hugh on trumpet, and Gordon Brisker on the tenor, and others, of course. Recorded in Los Angeles back in 1986. We'll hear a bit more from Jim a little later on, but right now we'll go to some solo piano. Solo piano piece by the excellent Kenny Drew Jr. <laughs> Thank you. 
just titled Images and played by Kenny Drew Jr. and written by his father, Kenny Drew Sr. Jr. does in fact play uh, very much in his father's style and he's a classically trained musician, as you could hear in that delightful piece. He's a formidable technician. Great musicality. He's played in uh, many formats, from classical groups to Ravi Coltrane, and he's recorded with many of the greats, uh, Slide Hampton springs to mind, and um, Steve Turay more recently. As you could hear, uh, he recorded images in one of those marvellous concerts at the Maybach Recital Hall in Berkeley, California. It was the 39th such recording, in fact. Kenny Drew Jr. at Maybach was the title of it, and it's completely unavailable, I regret to say. I was trying to work out how old Kenny is now, and I reckon he'll be 60 next year. He earned a certain level of, uh, shall I say, respect from me by refusing to be interviewed last time he was in Dublin. It was too early in the morning, perhaps. Well, in Hotbox 12, we had some unreliable memories, and why give them up now? So, returning to the Fox Inn out near Ashburn County Meath, which was, for a few years in the 60s, the epicentre of jazz in Ireland. And in the last show, we featured the proprietor himself, Jim Riley, plus uh, the pianist Mal Waldron, and uh, the alto player, and still alive, I'm glad to say, Lee Connitz. Um, Well, the stage at the Fox Inn was also graced by one of the most important figures in the history of vocal jazz, John Hendricks. And on a separate occasion, uh, one other component of the vocal trio, Lambert, Hendricks and Ross, Annie Ross. And here they are together in that group, uh, Lambert, Hendricks and Ross. This was a real hit for them. It was called Home Cooking. So
Sunday dinner started getting set for cooking in was mostly cooking a Saturday night. Cooking out today, ready back at dinner, mostly scientifical way. Please never send me to a restaurant, ain't nothing in a restaurant for any man who's got himself a cookbook. Every time I try to eat in a restaurant, the cooking drives me away and sends me back home with cooking cut so one thing that really hurts a lot of women. Talking to you, modern women. I'm talking to you, new style women in your fancy clothes and phony pose. Plenty of prim, 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 prim pants around, but nothing that you're putting down make your man gain a pound. A man will do an awful lot of looking, but he's always coming home to get his cooking. Don't get too fancy, ladies. To cook in a pot Just feed your man One good meal Every day Sit him down there Then watch him working Every bite plays a part Fills him up and feeds him Gives him a warmer Kind of feeling in his heart You find yourself a woman You like the way she looks She charming and she pretty But you say it's not so trouble To make her cook Make her cook You meet up with a Debbie She's in the social book. She's lovely and she loves you, but she pay a servant double to cook. Make her cook. If a woman can cook, it don't matter much how she looks. I just found a woman. She ain't nothing for looks. But up in the kitchen, she tends to business and cooks. Talking about soul food. Plenty of good soul Home Cooking, music by Horace Sylvan, words by John Hendricks, sung there by Lambert Hendricks and Ross, two of whom came to the Fox Inn on separate occasions. In fact, I think Hendricks was there twice. A very important groundbreaking stuff using the instrumentals uh, for the uh, silver from the silver originals and, and fitting words to them. Vocalese entered the jazz lexicon with that piece. Well, perhaps the subsequently most famous artist appearing at the Fox Inn was Keith Jarrett. Yes, I know his name doesn't start with a D, but uh, this, this is unreliable memories after all. Not all about let the letter D. Doubtless we'll feature Jarrett heavily when we get to the letter J. Um, I paid 12 and sixpence to see Jarrett at the Fox Inn. He'd just left his sideman role with Charles Lloyd and he was still in the flower power mode, a long coat and frilly shirts and a mop of curly hair. His music was really quite different from today's almost classical formality then. On the night uh, he came on stage and after contemplating the piano in total silence he and we of course were totally silent as well he picked up a set of cowbells and started to jingle them walking around the bar and eventually leaving by the back door and going into the gents toilet still jangling um, minutes of jangling it seemed like hours to us and i began to feel i'd wasted my 12 and sixpence eventually he returned uh, he set down the cowbells 
and he played a chord on the piano and in that second we forgave him everything. I can't unfortunately replicate the music that he played on that night but this is from a roughly contemporary recording and it's the Keith Jarrett trio featuring Charlie Hayden on the bass and Paul Motion on the drums.
uh, was recorded at Shelley's Manhole in San Francisco, just immediately after Jarrett had completed a tour of California with the Charles Lloyd Quartet, during which they made the famous album Forest Flower. Paul Motion and Charlie Hayden made up that trio. Come to think of it, the music was probably quite like the music we heard all those years ago in the Fox Inn in Ashburn. Of course, Keith Jarrett now looks for many thousands of euros, pounds, dollars when he uh, appears these days. I don't suppose he charged Jim Riley that much at the Fox Inn. The piece, by the way, was called My Back Pages. And it's time to go back to our friend Ella Fitzgerald, my old flame. My old flame I can't even think of his name But it's funny now and then How my thoughts go flashing back again To my old flame My old flame My new lovers all seem so a gent so magnificent or elegant as my old flame I've met so many who had fascinating ways a fascinating gaze in their eyes some who took me up to the skies but their attempts at love were only of my old flame I can't even think of his name But I'll never be the same Until I discover what became of my old flame Fascinating gaze in their eyes Some who took me up to the skies But their attempts at love Were only imitations of my old flame I can't even think of his name But I'll never be the same Until I discover what became of Fitzgerald, of course, with the orchestra of Frank Duvall when she was really at the height of her powers. Perfect intonation, perfect diction, wonderful ability to paraphrase and, of course, that incredible warmth in her voice. Well, I have a complete change now. I wonder if you've come across the saxophonist John Irabagon. 
um, Titanic saxophonist is the way I can describe him. He's making a way for himself these days. If you take a look at the Jazz at Lincoln Centre website, you might find him featured recently in one of their concerts. He emerged, if that's the right word, as a member of Mostly Other People Do the Killing. He won the Thelonious Monk saxophone competition in 2008, and he's just released two new albums. He released them himself on his own label. The track we're about to hear really blew me away. It's called The Cost of Modern Living. Luis Perdono on the piano, Yasushi Nakamura is the bass player, and Rudy Royston is the drummer. So clear the area around you, you'll need to get moving with this one. John Irabagon on the tenor. <laughs>
That's from the album Behind the Sky, John Irabagon in massive form on the tenor saxophone. We've had a couple of pieces already uh, in Hotbox 13 from Ella Fitzgerald celebrating 100 years since her birth, but she wasn't the only great jazz musician born in 1917. So was Dizzy Gillespie, and so was Thelonious Monk, one of the most important composers in all of jazz history. Check your own collection and you'll find so many musicians feel compelled to tackle a Monk piece even today. John Beasley decided to go head-on with music of Monk uh, for the centennial. It's a great album uh, as resulted. There are eight tracks on it, of which this is the first, Epistrophe. He calls the band The Monkestra. Thank you. 
Epistrophe there, John Beasley's Monkestra on the Mac Avenue label, new albums, just called John Beasley Presents Monkestra. The vibe solo there was from the always recognisable Gary Burton. The band, incidentally, I really won't go into the whole membership of it, but it does include uh, Bob Shepard, and he is an unreliable memory if ever there was one. He also featured on the track we heard earlier from Jim Doherty, the album Spawn Dance, which Jim recorded in uh, Los Angeles. And uh, I said we'd come back to Jim again, which we now do, this time in the company of Louis Stewart. Thank you. 
impeccable Jim Doherty with Louis Stewart there, Jim having the last word. Interestingly, the file of D pianists is quite small. We've heard from Kenny Drew Jr. anyway, and a little bit in a, in a way from his father who wrote the piece. And we've heard from Aaron Deal, and we've heard, of course, from Jim Doherty. We should have heard from the London-based corkman John Donegan, but I couldn't get my hands on his new album, but I will at some future date, I promise. Now, maybe we should have heard from Blossom Deary, but perhaps uh, you'd regard her mainly as a singer. Uh, perhaps we should have heard from Jack DeJohnette. He plays piano, increasingly so now, um, although he's well known as the drummer. Uh, Barbara Deneline, she really just plays the organ. Uh, perhaps I should have included Dina DeRose, I certainly should actually, and Dorothy Donegan. But otherwise the D cupboard is quite sparse, as far as pianists go anyway. Well, we'll close the hot box this time around with something completely different. It's a track from the new album by the singer Sue Reinhardt. She's really impossible to classify. She works mainly with just a bass player for accompaniment, in most cases Dan Bodwell. Uh, she writes her own material. Uh, she hovers between improv, uh, between folk, Irish, country, jazz, but altogether she's very compelling. The new album is called Signals and this piece is called In Between. <laughs> She's got an appetite for slipping and it's on. She's a hundred women, a hundred and one, and it's so Thank you. 
from her new album Signals and Sue closes out Hotbox 13. The next Hotbox will be entitled The Big Hotbox because in response to several listener requests who evidently don't get their regular fix of big band music it'll be big bands wall to wall. I could hardly wait but I'll have to. So from Hotbox 13 if you have been thanks for listening.